0: This is an ABC podcast. It was a fantastic finish. Obviously, as you mentioned, went down to the last ball of the game. But I think the great thing about cricket and when you watch a good game of cricket is when you've got that contest between bat and ball. And I think some of the games we've seen um, here during this World Cup, particularly at Dharamashala and down at um, Bangalore, where where the grounds are so small and the wickets are so flat, I'm not sure they are great games of cricket. It certainly provides a lot of entertainment. Uh, for the viewers and but you know I think at some stages you just feel you know what what's the point of the bowlers being out there you might as well just have a bowling machine so certainly last night um, it was it was dominated by the bat but in the end yeah Australia just too strong and you know held their nerve to to get over the line right at the end.
1: So I guess the question for us, leading into us being obviously the Australian national team, leading into the tournament was: uh, Are we going to have the runs in us? Can we pile on 350 yeah. consistently? Will they become the first team in ODI history to score 350 plus three games yeah. in a row? Do, do you feel like that's answered a question somewhat, even uh, particularly with obviously Travis Head returning and, and what this batting lineup now looks like?
0: Yeah, no doubt. I think I think Australia have got their formula as far as the as far as the batting goes. Um, certainly. The first couple of games, it looked a little shaky, but um, with Mitch Marsh and David Warner getting, uh, getting going a couple of games against Pakistan, you'd throw Travis Head in there. I think that brain fade from Glenn Maxwell against Pakistan where he walked out there, and I honestly could not tell you what was going through his mind, but the fact that he walked out there and slogged it straight up in the air first ball might actually be the best thing that could have happened for Australia in this tournament because the following game against the Netherlands, he just looked the class batsman that we know he can be. And from ball one, just played proper cricket shots, and then, you know, after that, just really got going. So he looks like he's hit his straps. I think the questions around Smith and Marnus are still there in the middle order. I think the the times where they're coming to the crease, almost I wouldn't say sucking the life out of the innings is fair, but it just feels like they can't keep the same tempo um, that that that, that, that their teammates are running with. So there's still a small question mark over those guys. I think, on you know, when you when you score 390 you probably wouldn't uh, think there are too many question marks, but I think there's still a, something lingers there, but certainly the batting formula, uh, particularly the last couple of games, is certainly working for them. So I, I think they've answered a lot of questions there.
1: Do you think we'll see one of the all-rounders before the end of the tournament?
0: Uh, I think we will. I think Stoinis will, will play a role. Um, yeah, I think last week when, I, when we were chatting, um, the impending return of Travis head was, was raising those selection questions. I thought it was going to be Marnus that made way. Uh, he got another chance and, and scored some runs. I think they 'll play with it again you know in the remaining few games, leading into those semi finals, assuming that Australia makes it of course, but um, yeah I think we 'll see those those all rounders again and just just see the selectors tinker with that lineup um, yeah a few more times before we reach the, the knockout stage. David Warner is
1: always a, a fascinating conversation when it, in Australian cricket. do you feel like he's started to change? some of the narrative around him, I'm always sort of wary when it comes to looking at a guy sort of across formats and as yeah. someone who follows cricket sort of closely, you feel like you can always differentiate between the different formats. But even if you sort of put your finger in the yeah. wind and getting a little bit of a test from you know, people out there as to you know, in the cricket community and sporting public in general, it feels like they're saying, Oh, what happened to all the, the chat about David Warner and the fact he was finished. Yeah. And now he's, he's come out and seemingly playing some brilliant cricket in the, the last few hits.
0: He's certainly one of the more talked about people in Australian sport. There's no doubt about that. And um, As we mentioned last week, Corbin, you know, the fact that he announced his retirement eight months out, it's not something that many people would do given that mm. there's so much cricket to be played out um, between that stage and the middle of this summer, which is which is when his test retirement is going to come about. So certainly the, I think the talk around his test cricket is fair and reasonable. I think his performance is over um, the last couple of years, haven't warranted, you know, automatic selection and, yeah you know, i I'm, I'm, I haven't brought it up with any of my within my friendship groups, but I assume his selection for the for the first test of the summer is guaranteed i know that'd be <laughs> it'll be a strong talk and know there are some runs being scored by Bancroft and a number of other openers around the country but I'd assume that he'd be um taking his place in that first test and but no doubt he's one day for in the last couple of uh in the last couple of hits has have certainly um quietened a few of those critics up and yeah, he's going to, it looks like he's going to be playing a key role um, the further that Australia go into this tournament. Xavier, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for having a chat. Cheers, Corbyn. Thank you.
1: Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.